Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 423. Give me, O Lord, an understanding heart that I may learn to know myself in thee, to spurn the wrong and choose the better part, and thus from sinful bondage be set free. Hymn number 423. Scriptural will be given by Suzanne from Vermont. I shall read from 1 Corinthians. Grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given you by Jesus Christ that in everything ye are enriched by him, in all utterance and in all knowledge, 
even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glorious, let him glory in the Lord. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Our Father, which art in heaven, our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious, hallowed be thy name, adorable one, thy kingdom come, thy kingdom is come, thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, 
For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let us now sing hymn number 141. If the Lord build not the house, they that labor build in vain. Father, may our cornerstone stand four square without a stain. Hymn number 141. Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion, which is like an adult Sunday school, even better. Well, we had a really good one this morning. So if you missed it, or if you'd like to listen to it again, you can find it on our website, plainfieldcs.com, 
and it will also be uh, on our YouTube channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11 a.m. every Sunday morning. And that Sunday school has its own teleconference number so that any child anywhere can attend by telephone. In fact, many of our students do just that. And they attend from all around the country. In fact, in some cases, around the world. So if you don't live in the area and you have a child of Sunday school age, please call us. We'll be happy to give you the number and very happy to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15 p.m. And there you will find testimonies of healings and lives helped and saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services and meetings, we have a nursery available for toddlers and infants. Our next Bible study will be uh, Saturday, March 12. So check the website for study questions and please join us. It's about three weeks, I guess to uh, Saturday morning at 10 a.m., March 12. You'll be glad you did. And we've been busy printing and mailing. The latest edition of Forum Highlights was printed and mailed last week to subscribers. So if you are a subscriber, it's in the mail. Unless you've got it already, it might have been delivered to some places. Anyway... Um, I'd like to point out one article that was featured on our English language website. Uh, an article entitled Human Intellect by Gilbert Carpenter. Very short, but very important. Something that every student of Christian science should be very well aware of. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from miscellaneous writings, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Betty from California. I will read from page 415 from Miscellaneous Writings. Dear Mother, the most blessed of women, oh, how I long to sit within range of your voice and hear the truth that comes to you from on high. For none could speak such wondrous thoughts as have come from your pen, except it be the spirit that speaketh in you. Two years ago last October, while laboring under a great strain of care and anxiety in regard to financial affairs, I heard of Christian science. I borrowed Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and began to read. I bless God that I was driven to it by such an extremity. After reading some 150 pages, I was convinced that it was the truth for which I had searched during 20 years. While I was reading the chapter on imposition and demonstration, 
I was healed of endometritis and prolapses uteri of over 20 years standing, pronounced incurable by eminent physicians. Professor Ludlam, the dean of Hanneman Medical College of Chicago, Illinois, was one of my doctors. Before I was healed, to walk seven or eight blocks would so fatigue me that I would that it would take me a week to recover. I started out and walked and was on my feet all day and for several succeeding days but felt no weariness from my labors. I felt after being healed I must have a science and health of my own. I had no money to buy it, so earned it by getting subscribers for the journal. It has gone with me everywhere I have been. I have been well ever since. I had suffered from bodily ailments, but they were nothing compared to my mental trials. Grief, hatred, jealousy, and revenge had well nigh bereft me of reason. I had lost a home of plenty, been reduced to almost abject poverty, and had become a cheerless woman, could not smile without feeling I had sinned. All my griefs and sorrows are now turned to joy, and my hatred is changed to love. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. I read Science and Health and all your other books, together with the New Testament, every minute I can get. EBC, Omaha, Nebraska. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page 16 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Mind. The golden text is from James. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. The responsive reading is from Job. Where shall wisdom be found, and where is the place of understanding? Man knoweth not the price thereof, neither is it found in the land of the living. The depth saith, it is not in me, and the sea saith, it is not with me. It cannot be gotten for gold, neither shall silver be weighed for the price thereof. Whence then cometh wisdom, and where is the place of understanding? God understandeth the way thereof, and he knoweth the place thereof. And unto man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. Carol will now read. I will read from the Bible. Psalms 
Teach me, O Lord, the way of thy statutes, and I shall keep it unto the end. Give me understanding, and I shall keep thy law. Yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. <clears throat> Proverbs My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding, yea, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for hid treasures, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom. Out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. First Kings And Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statutes of David his father. In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, Ask what I shall give thee. And Solomon said, Thou hast showed unto thy servant David my father great mercy, according as he walked before thee in truth and in righteousness, and in uprightness of heart with thee. And thou hast kept for him this great kindness, that thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne, as it is this day. And now, O Lord my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father. And I am but a little child. I know not how to go out or come in. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this thy so great a people? And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. And God said unto him, Because thou hast asked this thing, and hast not asked for thyself long life, neither hast asked riches for thyself, nor hath asked the life of thine enemies, but hast asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment, behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and an understanding heart. <clears throat> Isaiah And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots, and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him the spirit of wisdom and understanding, 
and the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness shall he judge the poor, and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. And righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins, and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. Matthew Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king. Luke And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was twelve years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days, as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem. And it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Matthew Then was brought unto him one possessed with a devil, blind and dumb, and he healed him, insomuch that the blind and dumb both spake and saw. And all the people were amazed and said, Is not this the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow doth not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. And Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? And if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? Therefore they shall be your judges. But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. 1 Corinthians As it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, 
neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Philippians, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Bruce will now read. I will read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. The starting point of divine science is that God, Spirit, is all in all, and that there is no other might nor mind. All substance, intelligence, wisdom, being, immortality, cause and effect, belong to God. These are his attributes, the eternal manifestations of the infinite divine principle, love. No wisdom is wise but his wisdom. No truth is true. No love is lovely. No life is life but the divine. No good is, but the good God bestows. Divine metaphysics, as revealed to spiritual understanding, shows clearly that all is mind, and that mind is God. Omnipotence, omnipresence, omniscience, that is, all power, all presence, all science. Hence, all is, in reality, the manifestation of mind. Mind, the only I or us, the only spirit, soul, divine principle, substance, life, truth, love, the one God, not that which is in man, but the divine principle or God of whom man is the full and perfect expression. Deity, which outlines but is not outlined. In science, it can never be said that man has a mind of his own, distinct from God, the all-mind. Question. 
Does brain think? And do nerves feel? And is there intelligence in matter? Answer. No. Not if God is true and mortal man a liar. How can intelligence dwell in matter when matter is non-intelligent and brain lobes cannot think? Matter cannot perform the functions of mind. Error says, I am man, but this belief is mortal and far from actual. From beginning to end, whatever is mortal is composed of material human beliefs and of nothing else. God is intelligence. Can we inform the infinite mind of anything he does not already comprehend? Every function of the real man is governed by the divine mind. The human mind has no power to kill or to cure, and it has no control over God's man. The divine mind that made man maintains his own image and likeness. The human mind is opposed to God and must be put off, as St. Paul declares. All that really exists is the divine mind and its idea. And in this mind, the entire being is found harmonious and eternal. The straight and narrow way is to see and acknowledge this fact. Yield to this power and follow the leadings of truth. It is the province of spiritual sense to govern man. Material, erring human thought acts injuriously both upon the body and through it. Willpower is capable of all evil. It can never heal the sick, for it is the prayer of the unrighteous. While the exercise of the sentiments, hope, faith, love, is the prayer of the righteous, this prayer, governed by science instead of the senses, heals the sick. That saying of our Master, I and my Father are one, separated him from the scholastic theology of the rabbis. His better understanding of God was a rebuke to them. He knew of but one mind and laid no claim to any other. He knew 
that the ego was mind instead of body, and that matter, sin, and evil were not mind. And his understanding of this divine science brought upon him the anathemas of the age. The understanding that the ego is mind and that there is but one mind or intelligence begins at once to destroy the errors of mortal sense and to supply the truth of immortal sense. This understanding makes the body harmonious. It makes the nerves, bones, brain, etc., servants instead of masters. If man is governed by the law of divine mind, his body is in submission to everlasting life and truth and love. The human mind, imbued with this spiritual understanding, becomes more elastic, is capable of greater endurance, escapes somewhat from itself, and requires less repose. A knowledge of the science of being develops the latent abilities and possibilities of man. It extends the atmosphere of thought, giving mortals access to broader and higher realms. It raises the thinker into his native air of insight and perspicacity. As mortals give up the delusion that there is more than one mind, more than one God, man in God's likeness will appear. And this eternal man will include in that likeness no material element. As a material, theoretical life basis is found to be a misapprehension of existence, the spiritual and divine principle of man dawns upon human thought and leads it to where the young child was, even to the birth of a new old idea, to the spiritual sense of being and of what life includes. The human thought must free itself from self-imposed materiality and bondage. It should no longer ask of the head, heart, or lungs, what are man's prospects for life? Mind is not helpless. Intelligence is not mute before non-intelligence. When man is governed by God, the ever-present mind who understands all things, 
man knows that with God all things are possible. The only way to this living truth which heals the sick is found in the science of divine mind as taught and demonstrated by Christ Jesus. Having one God, one mind, unfolds the power that heals the sick and fulfills these sayings of Scripture, I am the Lord that healeth thee, and I have found a ransom. When the divine precepts are understood, they unfold the foundation of fellowship, in which one mind is not at war with another, but all have one spirit, God, one intelligent source. In accordance with the scriptural command, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Man and his maker are co-related in divine science, and real consciousness is cognizant only of the things of God. Man, governed by his maker, having no other mind, planted on the evangelist statement that all things were made by him, the word of God, and without him was not anything made that was made, can triumph over sin, sickness, and death. We will now have a moment of silent prayer for our world.
Let's now sing hymn number 144. In atmosphere of love divine, we live and move and breathe. Though mortal eyes may see it not, tis sense that would deceive. Hymn number 144.
Let's now sing hymn number 269. Our God is love, unchanging love, and can we ask for more? Our prayer for love's increase is vain, t'was infinite before. Ask not the Lord with breath of praise for more than we accept. The open fount is free to all. God's promises are kept. Hymn number 269.
I will read from the Christian Science textbook the scientific statement of being and the correlative passages from 1 John, third chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter, or its infinite mind and its infinite manifestation. For God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father had bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because he knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that had this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Exile. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publisheth peace, that bringeth good tidings of good, that publisheth salvation, that saith unto Zion, Thy God reigneth. Amen.